0: What is good, Bruin Bible listeners? It is your host, Will Decker. We gotta get a sponsor in before we start this episode. It's Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. Bet Online is your sports Intel headquarters this season, as we have you covered for your insider sports wagering needs. From basketball, Major League Baseball, NHL, hockey, golf, to UFC and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Make sure you check out Bet Online, Get into the action today. So head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use your promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Now to the Bruin Bible. What is up, Bruin Bible listeners? A special Wednesday uh, Bruin Bible edition. We got the man coming from UCLA practice today. He was able to attend the first UCLA practice of fall camp, Mr. Wayne Cook in the house. Wayne, how are you doing, my friends? Great to see you as always.
1: Well, I spent most
0: of my day in, in, in traffic which was, which shows how
1: dedicated I am. So like good three plus hours to get there, um, this morning, which was fun. And then, uh, but I listened to sports talk radio the whole time. So it, 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 it kills life. And there's like, there's nothing going on in college football right now at all. So that was anyway, you know, I'm kidding. Obviously. I mean, every second there's a new scenario of what schools are going, where, um, got to UCLA. And as usual, as soon as you step on that campus, uh, beautiful everything gets better right i mean it's just yeah. it, it was just a beautiful day i think it was hotter when practice started at nine than it was by 11 because that breeze the second hour of practice the breeze was kicking in and it but i'm not gonna lie to you there was some sweating going on though. it's been humid it, it and if you know anything about the way this team practices man they, they don't take a lot of breaks like they they they're just going. It's rep after rep after rep. So I I I loved it, man. A lot of uh, a lot of good things.
0: Yeah, man. And I just want to get your opinions. This point in time, do you remember yourself back in the day when you were going out for UCLA? What does this first practice really symbolize for players like yourself and you know your teammates when they trot out there? It's the beginning of a new season. There's hope. There's optimism. There's a lot to look forward to. Getting the pads back on and getting ready for a college football campaign. It's the best
1: time of the year, Will, for, for everybody, right? Whether you, you play high school ball, whether you play Pop Warner, whether you play – everybody thinks they're going to win every game when the season starts. And if you don't, I, 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 I mean either the coaches aren't selling it good enough or, or you're just not in it to win it. Because, I mean, I know people think you want to be realistic, but I can promise you if you watch all of the media days, everybody thinks they're going to have a good team this year. And everybody thinks that, like, I was listening to something on the radio this morning. They were talking about Matt Campbell and how his star was, like, on the rise, right? And then he's he's had a little bit of a of a downfall. Yeah. He, maybe it's because he had Brock Purdy that whole time at the beginning. I don't know. But maybe he was better than everybody thinks. But but the idea is, is that last year, I think they had, it, like, most of their games, they lost by within a touchdown.
0: Yeah, I know. So if you
1: think about, like, that type, it's kind of like UCLA's three and four year, the COVID year. We were we were like within a field goal. It felt like of like every game. I mean, like it was one of those crazy seasons where we could have won just about everything we played in that year. Yeah, it ended up being three and four and it didn't look very good. But that was kind of the beginning of me starting to feel like this thing's coming around. Like you could just feel it. You could see it. We were competing against the behemoths in the in the in the pack in the pack twelve. And I think now, fast forward a couple of years, ooh, we got some dudes floating around on, on, and, and attitudes that are off the charts. Coaching staff is getting after it. I mean, I will, I, I mean, you can feel it, right. I'm, I'm very, very pumped. Yeah. Um, and, but it's, it's just uh, it, this is the time of year where every Bruin fan should be really, really excited. Not only because we've been getting better, but because I don't think it's we're trending in the right direction and, and there's so much hope.
0: So much hope is right, man. And to kind of piggyback off the previous point you made in 2020, we lost, Wayne, four games by a combined 15 points. We were in all of those games yeah, yeah. in 2020. You know, the, well, the ball was... about last year, too. Yeah. But our day. biggest
1: loss was by 10 at Oregon. And it's like, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think we played that well at Oregon and we still were within 10. I know. It, I mean, like, it's like, I mean, now granted, we, we can. We can talk about that Arizona thing that happened, but whatever. James yeah. Delora had—he's one of those dudes that can have a day like that. But for the most part, still, we had a guy open in the back of the end zone on that game that could have won it, right? So when when UCLA is good, and I used to say this even back when I played, and it was funny. I was listening to one of the one of the meatheads on a uh, Sirius XM, right? Um, I forget which one it was. And he was talking about their their 2007 LSU National Championship.
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: he says he still runs into players from Kentucky and I don't know who else they lost to. Maybe Auburn. I'm not sure. They lost two games that year. Like, and, and in my opinion, and this is just 2007. I know for some people that feels like forever ago. But for someone like me, I was like, that's not that long ago. Um, you could lose a game or two and still win a national championship. And I think people forget that that's what has always made college football great, not having three or four teams that run the table every year. I mean, it's, just, it's like having, having some sort of – a like you can lose. And he said, by the way, both those losses were triple overtime, which oh was interesting. Uh, it made me want to go back and kind of watch that season again. But just listening to the way they talked about, you know, how hard it is to get through a schedule especially when you play in a lot of these conferences, like they talked about the PAC 12 is so deep and we're not even including Washington, Arizona, Arizona state, Colorado. We're just kind of going, Oh yeah, they're the next rung uh, out of the top six. But if you talk about the big 12, like they were like, man, there's like seven, eight teams. that could be in that race. That to me is when college football is healthy. Not when it's, Oh, it's Alabama or Georgia. And I, I, for them, I will give them some credit because I think LSU's in the mix this year. And so it'll be interesting. And maybe when I'm not bagging on the SEC, I won't do that. But like, see what I'm getting at? Like, I, I just love that people have to realize that like when you're have games, it's a good thing when your losses are close. It's, it's bad when you're 500, but when you're a good team and you're always in it, I think that's a good thing. You're always in it.
0: Yeah. You know, just not getting blown out. I think we can all accept a loss if, you know, maybe a few things didn't go your way, but you fought to the very end. We want to see that with our teams and UCLA does that, you know, with hey, hey, real, real quick. Yeah, the, the reason
1: why I said that, and I kind of lost my train of thought in the middle of that last tirade. So like, I, I think I got back to it, but like, just to add to what you just said, I am not saying, cause I don't want anybody out there tomorrow going, kill you don't cook. He doesn't mind if they lose. I'm like, no, no, yeah. So I, I need to, I need to. I want to win every game all the time. If we played right now outside, if we had a throwing contest. I would want to win because I want to win. I trust me. I, I oh yeah. Even as a broadcaster, I feel like I'm playing sometimes. So like the idea is though is that like, you know, when you look at like even the Rose Bowl team I played on, when you look at the loss to Nebraska by one at the Rose Bowl, and, and to be honest with you, we know we should have won that game, or even the Rose Bowl game that we lost by five with six turnovers. And I know that, you know, people like to, you know, say, Hey, it's your fault. That's fine. But, but like, as an athlete, you don't want to lose those games. I promise you, but but it's, it's good to know. And and again, as a broadcaster for over 20 years, and and will you, you followed UCLA forever too. There have been times where we're in games where I know we're not going to win. I know we have no chance. I know that Stanford with Andrew Luck or, the Bush teams with, and the minor teams of SC or the Oregon teams with Marks Mariota. I'm like, we're going to lose. And I hated feeling that. And I felt like I was, I was conjuring up fake. And I know you've done this too. I conjured up this fake, like, okay, if everything goes right, we can do it. What I'm trying to say in this comment is that with this team and with these athletes, everything doesn't have to go right for us to beat these teams. There's not one yeah. team in this conference that that's, that's that much better than us. We can have a really solid game, and we'll have a chance at the end. We don't have to be perfect. I, I truly believe that.
0: And we, we talked <laughs> about it all off season. We've been lucky enough to connect for quite a few of these Bruin Bibles. And the one kind of common factor we keep coming back to is this is the most loaded team Chip Kelly's had since he's been there. From top to bottom, you look at the front seven, whether it's a – you know, preseason All American with Liatu Latu, you know, on the defensive end and defensive line to the linebacking room with Mawasau, Ola Dejau. And then you just know what a Chip Kelly offense is going to, you know, score. You know, that's one of the safer bets. And just knowing Chip Kelly is going to have an offense that's going to be able to put points on the board. We've, we've known that. He's an offensive genius, innovator within the college football game. And we've gone to lengths just talking about how special this team can be. So, this is why we're getting so excited. This is not fake, you know, optimism that we're bringing to the table here. Wayne, we're genuinely excited. Yeah. We've done that in the past, but yeah. we didn't think we could do it this yeah. year. We are absolutely thrilled at the product that you like can bring to the table, my man. So, and- so well, so, so here's, here's what's
1: fun about what you said. Like, I don't know if you ever pay attention to the, and I'm sure you do
0: because you're a nut
1: like I am and you love it, but, all the magazines, all the posts of like rankings and stuff. Like, Yeah. And, and when you see one that talks about offensive minds and you don't see Chip Kelly on the list, I'm just like, I'm like oh, come on, you guys. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, the guy on the other side of town is good. I get it. I really yeah, do get it. But, but I do want to point out something. And this is probably, this is not a hate SC moment. I, I, I we don't need to do that. But when, when, when Coach uh, Lincoln Riley left, they immediately got worse, like a lot worse.
0: Yeah, Oklahoma
1: did. And I and I re- and remember we forget that Paul, uh, Bob Stoops is a Hall of Fame coach.
0: Yeah, he's What's a Hall of Fame
1: coach. Who, who's still winning, by the way, in another league that nobody watches, but he's still doing well. Okay, so. Like, I, I, I have to remind people that, that what, what happened, and, and again, when Lincoln came over, he brought his quarterback, he brought a bunch of transfers, he got the, you know he got Jordan Addison, he's all these people in, and, and when you have a Heisman Trophy caliber quarterback that already knows your system, it was like, hey, I'm going to bring this with me. Um, it'll be interesting to see, because what I've liked on our side of town, and again, I didn't want to turn this to an SCUCLA thing, is Chip Kelly has built... Slower than some people like, but each year has progressively gotten better. And I remember a couple of years ago when we were a top ten team in the nation with drafted players. I it might have been the year that that, uh, that Phillips and them we had like seven guys drafted.
0: Dulcich, Phillips, yeah. and I think we
1: were like I think we were like seventh in the nation and like players drafted. Yeah, um, what are we gonna do? Well, I don't know. We're gonna go get more guys. We're gonna bring in you know Zach Charbonnet. We're gonna bring in like we're gonna we're gonna go get people that can play. And, you know, whether you watch the first 10 minutes of practice today or, or, or whether you stayed up the whole time, you saw some transfers out there, right? You saw – you know, I, I watched the other day um, on the Big Ten Network. I was watching Michigan-Purdue. And our man um, – and, again, I, I, I've got to make sure That's I'm speaking Stee- Is yeah. it Hulsteig or Hulsteige? Hulsteig, yeah. Hulsteig. Hulsteig was balling. He is, and I and I went. And I go, God, he looked great in that uniform. Just something about the Big Ten. And I walked out there today, and I looked at him, and I did. I watched a lot of the O line, and oh, I was I'm like,
0: "Excited to hear." I'm excited, like man.
1: And then I'm like, "Who's that big tall guy?" Oh, that's Wiley. That's why he's tall.
0: Oh, no, Jake Wiley, and, okay. And,
1: and, and Bruno Fina looks the part. And like I'm, I'm going through, and I'm looking at De DeGiorgio, and I'm looking at these guys. And we know we love Duke. He's kind of the mainstay, but there's more than just those guys. Yeah. There's, 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 there's more depth than I think we think. And uh, I know you love coach Drevno and I do too. So like, yeah. I, I just, but Holstige, like he just like, I'm like, Oh, he just, you play offensive line in the big 10, man. And you I can hang with Michigan. You can play.
0: Spencer Holstige is somebody to get incredibly excited about. Let's start there, man. You were able to stay for the entire practice. I'm not going to ask questions on schematics or anything going on there, but I do want to talk about the offensive line, because for me, that has been a position of curiosity, given that we've had a lot of turnover. You're not going to replace a Gaines and Mafia overnight. I don't care who you are. Those are two of the finest guards, not only in the Pac-12, but the entire country last year. So that has been a you know a, an area of concern for me on the surface, especially when Holstage was out. DiGiorgio didn't really play in spring either. So it looked chaotic at times. I know we had Wiley coming into camp. I know we had Kadir Kauna coming into camp, too. This is probably the first time you got to see him, too, the Old Dominion transfer. Yeah, 26 starts to his name. Let's talk about the line, man. How did these guys look up close and personal? And who flashed to you in the limited drills and reps you got to see?
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously, like I said, like, I I love – hostage, And I've – well, I've told you this before, though, Will, like – I went through a time when, when I first started at the end of the Toledo era. Okay, so this is a long time ago. I noticed a gradual decline in size at UCLA. Mm. I even remember um, the late great Terry Donahue being out of practice at one of the practices I was at, and he said, "Hey, Cookie, where's the big guys?" <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I, went, I don't know, man. I go, I, 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 my tackles were, were John Ogden and Vaughn Parker. I go, I mean, these guys were, were a hall of famer and a, you know, 10 plus year vet. And and, and my center was Mike Flanagan. And I, I just had dudes, Craig Nowitzki. I mean, big, strong guys. And so did Kate. we you know, and the Andy Myers and the, and the, uh, uh, I forget his name right now, our Outland trophy winner from that era. Wow been a long day. I've been in the car a lot. We had, I mean, he's a big guy, Chris Ferris, Chris Ferris, like great Bruins. And and we lost that for a little while. Yeah. And, and if you go back and watch those eras of, of UCLA football, we just, we just couldn't compete with Stanford. Right. They, they kicked our butt for like 11 straight times because they just whooped us in the trenches. Well, you saw that game the last time we played Stanford. Yeah, I know. Utah, Utah doesn't do that to us anymore. Washington didn't do that to us because we've got big dudes. We've got six five and six six. Like our small guy is probably Duke. And he's <laughs> one of the best centers within the conference. And like remember, dude. I I mentioned Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan yeah. was not huge. Mike Flanagan was a guy that we all thought would never play because he had these little shoulders and he was kind of a good looking guy. And we're saying, Mike, you know, what can you do? And he grabbed a basketball and he jumped up and power dunked it off, off two feet. And we went, pretty good athlete. <laughs> he, he put on about 25 pounds and the next thing you know, he's, he's one of the best centers around. So yeah, I, you know. I, I really like it. I, I love what they're doing in practice. Um, and I, and I, I was worried. We talked about this in the spring. I was a little worried about depth. I'm not as worried. Like you mentioned a couple guys that are coming in. I, I really feel like some of the younger players that maybe are high school kids that are coming along are going to start getting to that where they might get some reps, you know, in the second and third group and maybe be closer to, to playing than we think. So I, I'm pretty fired up about that group. I really am.
0: Yeah. O-line, you know, I think with Wiley and Counter coming in, I think those were such big additions because you just want to have a working six, six or seven on paper, you know, yeah. just to kind of bolster the line, make sure it's ready to roll. Getting Wiley. I know he played at Colorado, but, you know, if Chip Kelly trusts this lineman, I'm going to, you know, agree with his opinion on this. He said at Media Day, you know, he had watched the film on Wiley. He liked a lot of what he saw. He even checked the PFF grades, which graded out pretty high for a guy like Wiley. So that was a big addition. And I think Kauna is kind of just the the dark horse in this race, if you will, because I know DiGiorgio is coming back. He was a very, you know, solid Pac 12 tackle in his own right. You know, started last year. Yeah, he looked, hey, seriously?
1: Yeah. He looks. He looks like he's. He's always been good, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Still, I still remember the very first game I saw him play. I kind of put my head down and went, "Oh my gosh, he's getting manhandled." I forget who we were playing, but this is what was really cool because, it, like, I, I don't know if you've heard me say this before, but there are players that play in practice, and then there are players that show up on games this. I, I, yeah. Well, this, that's the same. Yeah, but in this Saturday, case, Saturday. Saturday. yeah, yeah. But 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 you see what I'm getting at? Like like some guys, I don't care if it's quarterbacks. I don't care. They're all Americans in practice, and then they get in the game. If whatever reason they just can't handle the moment, or they get too jacked up, or they just don't have the poise it takes. I don't know how to explain it. In that very first game, the went from the first couple of series looking like he was lost to kind of kicking butt a little bit later on in the same game. That to me. Shows me that you got a guy that's like, I don't like losing. Yeah. Right, right? Like, I'm good enough to be here. I've gotten I've gotten my my bell rung a couple times. I've gotten hit a couple times. And you know what? Speaking of that, can I bring up another player that I did see out there? And, again, this is not giving anything away because, again, I have to be careful.
0: Um, Let's transition. Yes. Who's Carson Ryan being back Ooh. I think is going
1: to be a huge deal. I remember last year – and I, the reason why I brought that up is because he got his bell rung one of the first. Remember, he was playing quite a bit early. He was. He, he got play. hit. He did great. He, he got hit real good in a game. I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. "Welcome to college football!" And but didn't phase him. So so like seeing him out there running around, being as athletic as he is, and knowing that Chip Kelly can use that position the way he does. Because I think he's a different type of player than the other tight ends we have. He's not six six. He's not six five. He's not. He's not that
0: bad. He's an age he's, back. He's an age he's back. Just like right?
1: a, he's like a. He looks like a linebacker. Yeah, he really does. He looks like one of our linebackers, but he moves really, really well. Beautifully, I noticed that the yeah. first time I oh. saw
0: him on the field in the early games last year with Carson. He Rock. separates. He's like yeah. a, he's
1: he's a receiver's like. He, he's what you want. He's got very natural hands, and I remember I'll go I'll go back and give you a quote from last year. I Ooh. asked Dorian Thompson Robinson about about Carson, and he's looked at me he said he's he he got a big grin on his face. He's he goes he's good
0: Ooh. to say that about a freshman. Yeah. yeah, I was like,
1: and he was right because he was going to play. He just got hurt and he missed the rest of the season.
0: Dude, there's a fluidity with him where he can just get in and out of his breaks. Mm-hmm that it makes you almost think like a a slot-wide receiver, but he's got 30, 40 pounds on what a slot-wide receiver should be. So trust me, the the flashes of Carson Ryan we saw early last year were things of beauty, Wayne. And, like, if he can stay healthy this year, knowing what we already have in the receiving room, I mean, I'm just – I'm to the moon with this team. I'm to the moon with this team on paper right now. Let's talk about the quarterbacks because I think this is what everyone wants to know. You got to see Dante today. The majority of the reporters did not get to see him in reps. You don't have to give away too much, but how did you like what you saw from the young prodigy for the UCLA Bruins? Can I start with with the most important thing? I I I had not met him. I didn't get a
1: chance to meet him in uh, in spring, and so uh, he just happened to be walking off the field, and I'm real annoying. I go up to everybody and say, "Hey, you know, Wayne Cook. I'm an old football player, like." I mean, I host a banquet enough, but these kids don't remember. Like, like they're, they're, so like I, it's, anyway, I said I'm an old. Anyway, he couldn't be nicer. And to me, um, you know, I to, I told you stories before about like you know when you hear coaches talk about co- quarterbacks, especially having players with character that are that are big time recruits, right? Like that are the, you know, have stars like Josh Rosen did, or like, you know, like Tommy Maddox back in the day before me or Troy Aikman or like when when you meet him and you know that they're confident, but you also know that they have a little bit of, of of humility. Like they're a little bit he just seemed really nice. He didn't seem like he was trying to get away from me and and, and it was um I really liked that. I know some people don't think it matters, but I do. I, I think that there's, there's a place in this world for hardworking, good people. And I think that that's actually what our program stands for under Chip Kelly.
0: Totally does. Yeah, yeah, he he
1: really true. wants our players to be the right type of people. And I don't care if you're a five-star or a two-star. I don't care if you're Greg Dulcich, who's a walk-up. I don't care because you know what? If you can show up every day and work your butt off, and, and I, those, UCLA has always rewarded those types of people. So that was the first part. I got to meet him today, and I was very impressed. Now, that being said, I also really like Ethan Garbers as a human being. And I will tell you – I'll tell you something from – and this is, again, like I really can't say too much. But, like, all five quarterbacks – and I'm I'm going five today because Chase got some reps. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you. They all do – Justin Martin threw a couple of balls today. I just kind of went, "Ooh, ooh, ooh!" ooh." I was like, "That's he's just he's got something, right?" So, I just like the way college lead looks in a uniform. He's just so athletic. He's got such a strong arm. I just there's just so much talent. So, um, you know, I'll just say this: I thought they all looked really good. I really do. I do think there's probably. You know, it's it's a it's a battle between you know I, I don't know how many people can be in the battle but like, people are getting reps, and the whole team is that way. And again, you can you can say what you want to say. I I wish I could go back in time. And I thought I had the greatest coaches in the world when I was a freshman and I was getting one rep every ten out of every ten. And for the, when I was third string, and for the most part, that one rep was so the coach could yell at me to teach the other two quarterbacks something. <laughs> like, and I love my coach that did that. I actually learned from that. I didn't, but I mean, I'm being honest. These guys are getting legit reps yeah. to where if Chase gets in the game, and we've seen it before, he he just does nothing but complete passes. So you gotta love the guy. He's like he knows where to go to the ball. He, he doesn't have the strongest arm. Doesn't look like he can see over anybody.
0: He's so smart though, man. He's and yet so he smart. just
1: exactly he just yeah, finds man. the. So here's what I hope: Dante Moore. Cause, cause, cause Garber is one of the things I talked about in spring. And I saw it again today is he's just real precise and quick. Everything's out. He's got, he's got an NFL arm. He can throw it hard and far hard enough it, it, and far enough. And he's got all that. He spins it. He throws the tightest spiral out there. He really, he's got the arm angles he's got. And so does, so does Dante for that matter. Like, and they're just, the quarterbacks are so precise. I will say this though. Some are more accurate than others. You know, we, yeah. we 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 just we and that, that that's nothing new. That that was spring too, very yeah. similar. Like, and that's kind of how you separate yourself. You you make the right decisions. This is day one with no pads. And, and everybody listening to this has to understand that, like, no pads. And I don't care. If we're talking about T.J. Harden and, and Carson Steele. Which, by the way, you guys all realize we don't have to pick one. You we pick can, both. Add, yeah, we, 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 we can pick both of them, and we can also add add you know, our man Yankoff, and we could also add. Yeah, the transfer from Army. We can. We. we it, it doesn't matter if you can play. Chips finds a way to play people. So, so I, I will say this: first day was really good. Um our, I forget who. Well, it was really good. It, it was. It was, They. They. They looked where I walked away, going. I don't know.
0: Yeah, they really good. All of them did. You know, and I think it's the deepest quarterback room. I've ever seen as somebody that follows UCLA, where we've talked about it, there could potentially be four Division I starters in that room right now, whether it's Justin Martin, like you mentioned, a couple big throws today, whether it's Lee, who's already done it for a year at Kent State. He would have been the incumbent starter at Kent State had he not transferred to UCLA. Dante Moore, five-star, obvious talent, somebody that's got you know such a bright future ahead of him. And to kind of pivot off of your point where he seemed like a nice guy, Seems like he represents the university the right way. There was a moment after the first time he met with the media where he went up to every media member and shook their hands. He goes, hi, I'm Dante. Nice to meet you. And, you know, I just feel like kids today aren't raised like that, you know, where they just go up and shake people's hands, look them in the eye, you know, make eye contact. There's a maturity and something about him that just speaks volumes, that it's well beyond his years. And Chip Kelly said as much, you know, at Media Day, And lastly, before I turn it back to you, Garbers, who is my pick to be the starting quarterback coming out of spring football, just because he knows the playbook. He's advanced. He's been there for three years, but talk to me about what you got to say when. So I, well, I'll I'll
1: go back in a second with with the Dante stuff that you talked about. Um, When, when I was when I was a sophomore, uh, Tommy Maddox had, had decided to go pro and Jimmy Bonds, um was a senior so he was graduating so in a you know 30 second little moment i was getting calls by the whole world going hey dude you're next but it really wasn't next i was i was next on the depth chart but i still had to you know to earn the job and then i got hurt my very first game but um so i didn't play that year but when i came back my junior year I remember that, like, to me, one of the keys to, to being – and I heard some other people talking about this on the radio, too, about freshmen playing the quarterback position. It might have been um, Tom Luganville. I think I was listening to him talk. And, and I agree with what he was saying because he said, you know, if you're going to have a freshman quarterback, you're going to have to deal with them doing freshman Wait. things. Yeah. like. You, you can, there are certain teams that are so loaded everywhere else that they can kind of hide a quarterback, but let's be honest, most teams don't have that, especially in the modern era. Like you, you, you just, there's too many good teams you're going to have to play that. So, so you have to be one, you have to be a very special type of person. And, and to be honest with you, I'm not sure he's not, he might be. Um, so having that character and that humility and all the things that we talked about, um, I'm not going to say any names right now, but when uh, I watched you and and your glorious self at 12 Media Day, I watched all the interviews. I listened to the radio stuff. I've even talked to some people at the 12 Network that I know. And I will say this. There are some people that were there that don't have that, those characteristics. Oh man. You, you, You can try and guess and figure out who I'm talking about, but like, even in, on TV, I'm watching, I'm going, really, dude? Like, like, either the way they were talking, the way they were acting, the arrogance, the way they were sitting in their chair, the way there was a lot of things that, like, listen, dude, like, sit up straight, be respectful. And then, I'm talking about more than one person, by the way. 90% of the people were amazing. Like, I'm watching the Oregon State players, and I'm like, man, I want those guys on my team. I love those guys. I'm watching. And it was like that with most teams. There was a couple, though, that I just kind of went, you know, I go – I get that you can be brash and you can be, but I've always said this when a, when a quarterback acts like a receiver. Oh yeah. You're in trouble because receivers kind of do their thing. They're, and again, by the way, receivers, I, I'm, JJ Stokes was like one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Kevin Jordan. I, you know what I mean? The stereotype. Yes, the, of the, course. The, course. The, 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 the throw me the ball guys. The, the, I'm always open. Like I've never like talk, talk, talk. It's kind of yeah. hard to be that guy. I and mean, be the leader of the team. Cause because you can't really be a me guy when you're doing that sort of thing. So to me, um, just talking about that characteristic, and by the way, it's across the board. You, you meet Justin Martin, and I promise you, you will like that young man, right? Um, I, 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 College Lee's next. I haven't met him yet. That's the only one I haven't met. Okay, and, the, and the young kid.
0: Uh, Luke Duncan. Yeah. Luke,
1: yeah, Luke. And by the way, big, tall kid. We'll talk about him at some point in time, but like, but like they they seem like such nice kids and they've got one of the nicest coaches in the world too. So, so like, um, I think we're in good hands
0: for the, for the future. I really do too, Wayne. And this quarterback room, you know, whoever wins the starting job, I think I just trust because there's so much talent in there, you know, to go with it. So whoever chip picks, I think I'm going to ride with wholeheartedly, Talk to me who else you saw that you know made a play or you know the defense looked good or you know, in your opinion, who stood out to you outside of the offensive line, and the quarterback room?
1: So again, and this is very generic stuff, but I I I just I we've talked about it before. Um I I, I got close enough to to J. Michael Sturt event to, oh to just kind yeah. of
0: get yeah. I, I, I almost I almost did a drop.
1: I don't know. Like I was like I, I got like excited. Like I'm like, this is like what a receiver's is an NFL guy. Right. He is. He's an NFL he is. body. Um, I felt bad for him at one part because it felt like he was going deep, like in every rep, but like he's, he's a, he's a field stretcher. He runs good routes. And again, this is, you can see this in spring too. We've talked about it, but like the team just, it feels like they're, they're ready to go. There's, there's a confidence on the, on the, on the field. He's a player that it's funny because I saw him at one point in time during practice, and at the end of practice, one of the people I introduced myself to, you know, I have favorites was Pagan.
0: Oh, yeah. That's
1: one, one of my favorite. favorites. Yeah. yeah. I told him, I said, Brayden, I said, go back and watch Sean LaChapelle and JJ Stokes. Just go, <laughs> go watch some film. I go, this was before you were born, but but he's you know, he's 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 right here with me, right? And I'm almost 6'4, and I'm going, I go, I hope you realize those guys were all Americans and you
0: you could be. You can be one of those guys.
1: You can be really, really, really good. And it was it was just funny because I was joking around with him like just and it was just like he's like and I just he's just again he's another really nice kid. I'm glad I met him. I'm not telling any secrets but I will tell I've been saying this for a long time. I think he's a guy that may not be this year because we're loaded. Like we're loaded. We got dudes so everywhere. Yeah. But he's a guy that I think if he if he if he gets a chance and actually truly has one of those Cause I swear to you, this happens. This happened with JJ Stokes. You can go back to the 1992 John Barnes game. JJ realized I'm better than everybody. And then he just took off from there. He's like, Oh, Hey, I'm really good. And it's like, it's not that he didn't know he was good before that, but it felt like he kind of really realized like these guys can't stop me. And then he just, you know, the next season, he had like 17 touchdown catches, which is like stupid. still,
0: still the UCLA record, you know, yeah. for the most touchdown catches. in season. He was great.
1: People don't talk about him enough. It's one of the best players UCLA's ever had.
0: But we've got some dudes.
1: we got some dudes. I'm not saying we have J.J. Stokes, but we got some dudes in the receiver position, right? And J. Michael Sturdivant is definitely at the he, – he's right there. But then we've got all those guys coming back,
0: too. It's a special, special room. And, you know, Sturdivant – there were days in spring ball, Wayne, where this guy would catch four to five touchdowns of practice. Like, it was – he was dominant at a different level than I think I've seen as a fan of UCLA because – You know, we've had the great tight ends, really, when it comes down to it. Mercedes Lewis, the Caleb Williams, Dulcich, You can keep going. But the wide receiver specifically, it's always really been the crosstown team that has had the elite wide receivers when it comes to my era of following UCLA football to finally get a guy. And this guy was put on, you know, uh, Bruce Feldman's freak list. This guy is going to be. A top five wide receiver, according to the Athletics draft profile, this is a guy that's legitimately a top level talent, and to have him in the blue and gold, it's just yeah. it's so enticing and exciting. And you pair that with a Kyle Fort, who's very talented in his own right. You know, slot receivers, Cam Brown never dropped a ball for UCLA, never dropped a ball, period. Logan Loya, TMA, who was my pick to yeah. be the the third wide receiver, he got injured a little bit earlier in spring ball. But, boy, did he make some plays in the pit game. Wayne, it's a great time to be a Bruins fan. And, uh, man, I'm so thrilled we got you on to talk about practice, man. But, yes, continue.
1: I, I do. I, I, well, he, Will's funny because he's like, we're so glad. I'm sending him texts. Dude, I'm excited. I need someone to talk to. Like, you don't have to even air this. I just want to talk football. Um, I, I think, again, it was fun to see the new faces on defense, too. Okay, yes, like, let's keep it, it rolling. It was, it was fun to see um, number zero, Anderson, oh, Anderson, the kid from um, – Jordan
0: Anderson, yeah, yeah, J.C., Bowling Green. Yeah. Look,
1: look, just looks like a football player, right?
0: Yeah. There's a
1: kid, Zach Thomas, big, tall, number 26. He's got hair. He's he's a J.C. kid. Diamond in the rough type of guy. Looks very athletic. Um, the corners, you know, whether Leno's last year's and whether it's Humphreys and and Kirkwood, but then you throw in Jalen Davies, who just looks like he's just ready to make a play, and um, our our guy uh, thirty six. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, it's just like it, it, Alex Johnson always makes a play. I can't tell you what he did today, but I promise you, he made a play. He always does. He always oh, does. God. Every time I'm out there, he does something good. So like, so like, it, it's. It's it's fun to see. Um, it was fun to t- to get a chance to see Coach um, Coach Lynn do his thing. Yes, such a calm demeanor, such a great like, just seems like he belongs. I talk, I got a chance to talk to Coach Whitfield, who's you know working well, yeah. with the corners. I think that's going to be a huge acquisition. Uh, you know, I love Coach Norwood. He's he's still there, but like those guys are all. Defensive backfield back, uh, backgrounds, right? Like you got, yeah. you got all, all of them. And I mean, I'm telling you, that bodes well for these guys. It really, and we talked about it before. The front seven is as advertised. They look the part. I spent that very first part of practice just watching some of those drills that the media got to watch, and I just went and stood over and watched the the defensive linemen. And I'm like, got some beef, man. We got, and, and hopefully enough depth. To have two, maybe three three groups that can rotate in on those D tackle positions to keep those guys fresh. We know we got Gary, and we know we got Jake Talia, but behind that, whether it's Magna, whether it's – you know, there's there's guys there. There's guys. Connor there. Williams from yeah. Oregon, the transfer. It's exactly right. Yeah, we got yeah. the transfer there too. So that excites me. But, man, when you get to linebackers, like – I can't believe how big um,
0: – Holy, Holy
1: legs and arms are. Dude, he's huge.
0: Ola Dejao, it's like breathtakingly large. Like it is. Dude, it's, it's
1: odd. I was like, you're just, your arms are bigger than my
0: legs, and your legs are like, they're, It's he's huge. He looks like a defensive end, yeah. and somebody should not be that fast that's that size. Well, he's, he's
1: bigger than, at least he looks bigger than Carl Jones, who I love, by the way. I always just like, I just want, every time I watch Carl Jones practice, I've never been around an athlete. That is just—he always seems like he's fine whenever when people are huffing and puffing today. It was hard. He so just seems like he's man. ready to go always, and he's always in such a good mood. I'm like, it reminded me of Q Night back in the day. He's oh, doing his thing with 49ers right now, but he has that kind of like infectious, just awesome attitude. But I here's the deal: this is what's fun, and I I, I didn't want to get out here without talking about defense. I'm feeling a confidence.
0: Oh, right, a little bit of swagger. Sure.
1: Not in a bad way. Like, not that over yeah. again. Like, come on, you guys. You're not as good as you think. But I'm talking about all of them, too, not just the guys up front. I'm talking all the way back to the secondary. There's a little bit of we're pretty good. And and I like that. I, I like going
0: into a season when you when you truly believe that you're good. It matters. It really does, man. Like, when you think you can achieve something, it can really come down to it. I think it was a mental block kind of with this defense at times. But, man, hearing that they have a little bit of swagger, we-know-we're-good type of effect on defense, I think that's the perfect way to close it. Wayne Cook, thank you so much for coming on, as always. You got me hyped up here, ready after the first day of spring ball. Can we just fast forward to game number one against Coastal Carolina? Any parting thoughts, Wayne, before we leave? Yeah,
1: so UCLA, I'm sorry. I'm I'm wearing something so old it's got Adidas on it.
0: Adidas stuff, yeah.
1: I had my Nike stuff on today. But I changed when I got home from practice. But this is a Nike hack. Wait, right yeah. There. So yeah, I, I just want to make sure, Martin. I, I'm all, I'm all jump man all the way, Nike Jumpman. So anyway, um, go Bruins, man. Like, I, I think I'm going to go back on Saturday, um, probably one more time after that. Before you know, I wish I could go every day. It was so much fun.
0: I know, man. But, yeah. but I'm,
1: I'll, I'll be out there. Um, like I said, practices are closed, so. You know, we, we, we can talk, but we'll,
0: we'll talk a lot during the season. We'll talk a lot during the season. If you're in Westwood on Saturday, let's try to get some lunch, man, if you're up absolutely, for it. Yeah, I would love yep. to do that. Uh, but, Wayne, always great to see you, man. You got me fired up, as I mentioned. Football is here, folks. We are ready for it. Make sure you're tuning into the Bruin Bible. Throw my guy Wayne Cook a follow. We got great things coming your way. All college football season long on LA Football Network. We will talk to you guys soon. Have a good one. Bruin Bible listeners, we've got a special sponsor uh, for today's episode. It is AG1. AG1 has been something that I've really enjoyed using in my spare time. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole source food nutrients in one scoop that you can use into your water. You stir it up. I use it before my workouts, before I start my day, and it has totally given me the energy I need to do the little things in life, like going to work, getting extra, you know, an extra boost, a second wind, if you will, for a workout before I play pickleball with my friends. Just, it puts you in a good spirit of mind and you know, you're doing the healthiest possible thing by putting AG1 in your body. Make sure to check us out and get a special deal with the Bruin Bible. It's www.drinkag1.com slash Bible to get the special deal that we provide. Once again, www.drinkag1.com slash Bible to get that special deal. Now, back to the Bruin Bible.